Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Thanks so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. That's been a great episode. We'll see you next week. I was Andy. And I... Remain and will continue to be Alistair George William Tromblay Virtual? 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 And uh, this is the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. That was just a bit of um, bit of hilarious japery at the start there. Um, and uh, Alistair, Would you say I've already the, got... Yeah, I know, yes. I know you've got your sketch idea. Do you think you can hold yeah. on to it for a second while I have no. a question for you? Yeah, Do you think the best it. joke that's ever done is... The one right at the beginning of a show or set, you say, "All right, well, that's me done." Well, that you know, and you pretend to walk off. Yeah, well, I think absolutely yes, and um, I think anyone who listened to my my rendition of that classic at the start of this episode will will agree. You don't hear a lot of people do it in <laughs> podcast form, but you know, and it's great. I love that because that means that you can. Hear it again and again and again and again we, while just pressing that minus 10 second feature or whatever. Really mess with the form of, of podcasting, that well-established podcasting form. Oh, like yes. We're going to be like Monty Python. We're going to run the credits in the middle of the episode. Oh, yes. Because we oh, don't We'll run, we'll run we the care. ads. We'll run the ads right at the end. Right at the end. All the ads that we have. We've got lots of ads. We're going to run them all at the end. Because everybody wants to sponsor this show. Everyone wants to be associated (laughs) with our cloacal-based riffing. There isn't a company alive that that doesn't think, look look at that and think, God, you know what our business could be be really boosted by? Tapping into the hypothetical cloaca fan base. You know, know, guys, hi, guys, it's me, Advertiser. I was just... uh, (laughs) I was just listening to the episode where Andy's genitals fell into a meat grinder and his mother fed it to his children. And um, I thought, I've got to get my product on the, onto the bloody listeners of this thing's ears. I've recently developed a range of very promising cancer medications. And I was thinking, what better way to announce that to the world than by buying a good solid half hour of ad time in one of your episodes? Yeah, we got to get some anyway, exclusives. That's what's made goodbye. me realize we got to get some exclusives, Andy. If any of what you guys work for, if any listeners work for any big companies that are mm. going to be announcing something, could you give it to us <laughs> first? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd love to. I'd love to break. I'd love to break some scoops. I know yeah. it's not. No, no, you don't, you don't, I don't think do you break. Do you break a scoop? That sounds like yeah. something when you're when you're making a sort of a a, a bottle. When with, your uh, ice cream's too hard, po- yeah, with milk powder, and you <laughs> and you accidentally smash that plastic thing on the table yeah. and you miss the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powder goes everywhere, little... but you also break the scoop. 
That's right. And if that's happened to you in some dramatic and newsworthy fashion recently, let me know and I'll break the scoop of you breaking a scoop because uh-huh. that's that's very much um, what what the show is pivoting towards, breaking news. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Andy, what was the sketch idea you had in the moment oh, before there. we started? The, it's the so part? good. It's so good. It, it, it's, it's only gotten better since the, that little bit of hype it got earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad people have got got the chance to wait for it and possibly uh, become excited unjustifiably. They've got got wonder in their ears. Mm, Our ears filled with wonder. They might not even be able to hear it. Wide Um, Bambi. They're (laughs) Bambi-eared. He was listening to me with those, listening up at me with those Bambi ears. (laughs) It was Bambi. It was Bambi. Yeah, it was Bambi. Now, looking at you with Bambi eyes, is that is that associated with like sexual love in some way? Hmm. Is that is that because is that what people have taken away from watching Bambi? They've watched that thing and thought that deer wants to fuck me. <laughs> um, are you thinking of either bimbo or himbo eyes? Yeah, it's probably what it is. But is that, is that an expression looking at someone with Bambi eyes? Yeah, I mean, I always just thought it was like big, kind of cute eyes that mm, look sure, you know, sure, look like they're they're too big for your face, and they are sure. adorable. I've never really you know, seen you know, I think Bambi somebody who looks because... at you, I think somebody who looks at you with with adoration. Yeah, um, yeah. they could, they often could look. Uh, you know, not that I'm not that I, <laughs> I know what that look looks like from personal experience, <laughs> but um, Urban Dictionary says it's. Completely clueless look to their eyes, like a deer, but generally are gorgeous and doll-like eyes. Also means mm. you look innocent or still childlike. A perfect example of someone with Bambi eyes would be Noel Doll or Noel Doll. No, I don't know. No, who that, that is. is the perfect example. My God, I wait, I, no- I understand so clearly now what oh, wait, it is Noel- that they're referring to. Noel Dahl was the person who wrote this definition, turns out. Oh, I see. Great. Um, well, anyway, so my idea was uh, that... Uh, that <laughs> oh, I'm feeling so good about it. Um, you know the, the Dan Brown novels? Uh, uh, you know, like your, um, your Angels and Demons, your Da Vinci Codes. I'm familiar um, with them. I've only seen the Da Vinci Codes. Your Digital Fortresses. Well, um, well, good. That's all you need to see. Because in that, of course, Robert Langdon, the lead character, is a symbologist. Yeah. Right? Which means that he studies symbols. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, is like a very legitimate field of, of endeavor, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. there is a lot of call for people who just study symbols in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I was thinking, oh, how would those sim- movies have been different? Yeah. If it was symbologist, but spelt like symbol, as in the uh, in part of a drum kit, and right. <laughs> instead of using his ability to understand arcane and eldritch symbols from ancient lore, he uh, bangs two big, <laughs> big round bits of metal together and makes a very loud noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. How would that affect the films? How would they be different? And the books, I dare say, as well, would be affected in some small fashion. 
And, you know, I uh, just think I'm, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rewrite all of the Dan Brown novels, but mm-hmm. uh, with that change, with that fundamental change, it'll be a kind of, it'll be a kind of fan fiction, right? Um, where instead of uh, all the characters having sex with each other, is that um, what happens they in all movies? play very loud percussion. Instruments. They all have jams. Mm, instead of bumping uglies, yeah. they bump um, timpanis. Uh. <laughs> anyway, is that anything? Andy, Andy, I think oh, I've got I like another it. one here. I've got another idea. It's a movie yeah. called Breakfast at Timpanis. Yeah. And... <laughs> and it's a drum shop. Um, yeah. I was uh, listening to... Uh, I was reading uh, a book that we are tangentially connected to, Alistair. I was reading the Mad as Hell and Back book, yeah. which is um, Sean McAuliffe and Gary McCaffrey. We write for Sean and Gary's show, Mad as Hell, but they've got a book that has all of their um, uh, sketches from, you know, they're, they're Australian comedy icons, and they've got a book that has sketches across um, across the eras of their writing, and Gary's written a little essay to go in between them where he talks about how to write awful comedy. And one of the pieces of advice that he gives that if you want to re- write really, really bad sketches is to base a sketch idea on a pun. And I think he'd be really <coughs> proud uh, of what I've just um, what I've just done. Well, as am but I. An- but Andy, as am I. what he doesn't yes. mention in that is that how good bad comedy can be. Ah. <laughs> it's true. You know, I think I think there's a, there's an element in which if you're doing a pun like that and you're just doing it to, for the sake of doing it, but you're not you're not having fun doing bad comedy. Mm. Yeah. It's true. You're just making it as if it's good comedy. Mm. You don't know that and it's you, bad. You don't know that it's bad. But if you if you take a bad idea and you have fun with it, like it's good, which I feel like if if like, and I don't know if this is like I, I, this is my analysis, but um, some of the ideas in Auntie Donna's Netflix show, I think, is that it's like we know that this is a bad idea. Yep. Um, <laughs> Gosh, I hope they're listening and agreeing with what you're saying. <laughs> Like, I was watching their show and I thought, God, they know they're making terrible no, stuff. No, but like, but like something like the changing the Wi-Fi password to poo-poo. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> they they know that that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But they're having so much fun with it that's that it true. becomes a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it then the idea becomes a different thing, right? It becomes not that uh, the Wi-Fi has changed to poo-poo and that's a funny thing. It's that the joke becomes that they love it so much. The joke becomes that imagine if people thought this was funny. I know, and but I th- yeah, but yeah, but I also think that there's an element in which there's many people who will watch that and go, "I don't think changing the Wi-Fi password to poo poo is a funny thing like that," <laughs> and they will not be able to get past that part. Mm, a lot of the Auntie Donna fans, I think don't understand the very basic elements of comedy. No, but you're right. <laughs> no, but, yeah. I know. I'm saying somebody... I know. All right. Um, all right. All right. This, is already, all right. this has already gone off the rails, Andy. Oh, mate. So far off, right. the, off the bloody rails. How many places um, 
in your body do you think that you could put a light bulb? <laughs> All right. Just I just need to like, you know, reset a little bit. Yeah. With a palate well, um, cleanser. And what's great about light bulbs is that there are a lot of different sizes and a lot of different shapes and a lot yeah. of them are already very butt pluggy. You know. Yeah, that's but, true, yeah. But but they are also made from very fragile glass, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I feel like that's a form of entrapment. There, sure. the people at the Light Glo- Globe Manufacturing Corporation, they, when they're d- designing the shapes, even Thomas Edison, when he designed the shape, he said, let's make this look like something you could put in your butt, but <laughs> it'll be very, very fragile. Yeah. And they've stuck with that. And they've made some that are even more like that. And it's... Um, you know, as time has gone by, I think this the spiral ones are a. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably secretly. You know how the government. Or I don't know if this has happened in other countries, mm. but here the government made incandescent light globes, the traditional bulb-shaped light globes, illegal, and you had to have. They could only sell those incandescent, uh, those fluorescent, compact fluorescent ones that are all curly. And. Uh, they told us that was because of environmental uh, energy reasons. But what I think it was is because secretly the doctors had come to them and said, these are so tempting for people to put into their butts mm-hmm. and we need to change the design because it's, it's a public health emergency. But it's too That's embarrassing right. to ad- admit that Australia has this emergency. All the other countries, none of them have admitted it. And so we need to come up with a different excuse. And that's why the hoax of global warming was invented. <laughs> and so, so that we could... But is the idea that they want to kill off people? Kill off all the, all the um, light bulb butt perverts? No, no, no. It's just because it's a less, it's a less um, appealing shape to, oh, to do that I've, with. I thought that it was just one that people are going to... If people do this kind of stuff, they're going to still put those bulbs in their butt. <laughs> no. And there's many more. There's probably more surface area of glass to break off and shatter. Yeah, oh, into it would your... be it would be unimaginably worse. You're right. It would be <laughs> horrific. They seem and, more fragile and likely to break. And it's an attempt at sort of light bulb in the butt conversion therapy, right? Um, on a mass scale. Yeah, you see, they're trying to basically force these people. And let's mm. let's let's admit it. We are these people. <laughs> um, force them to no longer be able to or or die a horrific butt bleeding death. Yeah. I or mean, whatever a place choice, you put isn't it. it. It's a Sophie's choice. Um, anyway, yeah. is this something we could write down? Is this something um, we could be proud of? Well, is this something we could put into a televi- televised show at that went out nationally on the public broadcast at, say, 7 p.m. Instead of the news. That's, that's the, when you know you've got a popular show, when they bump the news and give you the news slot. They say, There's a lot of talk about what's prime time and what's... Breaking, breaking sketch, and they mm. interrupt the news to bring them <laughs> oh, this incredible. sketch. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's good, isn't it? That like, Okay, this is a, a reality in which things are arranged in such a way that if you come up with a joke that's funny enough, yeah. they'll read it out on the news. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so, like, somehow word gets around really, really quickly. I mean, to a certain extent, this is sort of happens with Twitter. 
to a certain extent, but yeah. uh, but that if word gets around, the, your joke is so good, and they do interrupt the 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 news because because it's a breakthrough, isn't it? A joke that good, like they would interrupt yeah. the news if somebody had come up with a cure for all cancer, because that's a yeah. breakthrough. What if you come up with a joke that's the funniest joke in the world? That's a yeah, breakthrough. Like, like some, you know, like yeah, because it's almost like it's almost like mining a new Bitcoin. It's like mm. all the brains are constantly processing, crunching data at all times, mm. and occasionally one comes out with a gem that can make most of us laugh. A nugget. Like that. And it should just be. It should just be. This person should be heralded. There should. They should be the 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 world employee of the month. Yep. Person of the month. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, and like I think like something like I mean this is a bit dark, but when you know. You know, this was like not long after, um, uh, after who's the other guy in, uh, in the wait, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Guy. What's his name? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. And when Ben Affleck was named as Batman. <laughs> yeah. All right. But then also around the same time, um, one of those really awful guys who had been uncovered to have kept like three women in his basement for like oh, God. 15 years or whatever castro yeah. maybe that castro one right and uh he was in prison and he hung himself right and then rob delaney <laughs> tweeted castro just heard about afflect <laughs> <laughs> wow Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, my God. That's perfect. They, so you're saying they would read that out on the news? They'd read that out on the news. they go, oh. congratulations. Like, this is, this is a country that gives, that gives comedy its, its, its proper props. It's due. It's mm. it's props per. Yeah, and there's government funding for it. I mean, they say that um, the cure for depression isn't just comedy, right? But it feels like it could be, right? Depression, yeah, could, real could issue. Um, uh, look, maybe maybe, maybe we, we just, just haven't not, come up not, with strong enough jokes. Yeah, a high enough dose. A high enough dose, exactly. You know, maybe we really, haven't. Uh, emitted enough of the other things from your life you know there's got to be like a like a sort of somewhere between a sensory deprivation sort of uh cubicle mm. but that it doesn't deprive it just deprives you of everything else in your life but then gives you pure comedy yeah really good i mean it's kind of a, again a little bit like looking at twitter but it's not it's a little bit like torture twitter, as well <laughs> but but twitter has you can never you can't block enough words mm. for you to have the rest of life uh, taken away. This is like a resort, like a, you know, yep. like a, like a rehab. Comedy center. resort. Comedy resort. Yeah. Or, you know, like rehab or rehabilitation. 
Yep. And Maybe they even um they literally they um they somehow inject some some sort of thing into your neck, comedy into you, which paralyzes your into entire your body. You can't you can't feel any other sensations. Yeah. Right. Uh, you and you know even parts of your face they cause them to shut down in some way, and even sections of your brain they are mm. able to switch those off using electrical pulses now. I think. And so yeah. what I'm proposing is that we switch yeah. off everything except for the bit that is capable of receiving and experiencing and processing comedy. And then we oh. just pump that into you for two, three years. And then we switch you back on and release you into society. <laughs> and you'll be great. I See, my, my proposal... We see how you do. My proposal is it's a thing you sign up for online and then at yep. some point they come and get you like... In the game, right? Yeah, middle of the night. Middle of the night, right? Bag on head, and, and you don't know what's you don't know what's real anymore, right? And for example, you wake up and you're on a stretcher, right? Mm. You're on a stretcher and you're zooming down a, a hospital hallway, and there's a bunch of you know doctors and stuff by your side, and they're saying all this technical jargon that you don't get, <laughs> and they get you into the operating yeah. theater, and and. And then they like, and then they literally like they start operating on you, and you're like, "Wait, what's happening?" Ah! Like that, and they cut open. You see them cut open your belly, and as they <laughs> as they use those those metal things to pull the flesh apart, um, these these sp- springed vinyl snakes jump out. <laughs> You know, because what you've done is you've you've now put yourself in a kind of traumatic situation, but you've yeah. you've repaired it with a mm-hmm. big laugh. So that yeah. the last memory of that is a positive one. Stitching, hopefully, so also repaired it with some, you know, <laughs> and stitching. Sure, yeah, but you know, but they they can put other stuff in there. They can pretend like you know they can get little characters. You can get the the doctors will be well trained clowns. You know, they mm. can. They could probably get your your stomach flaps, and oh, um, see, and, and make I, it talk yes. like a mouth. Yeah, oh, hi, I'm a belly. Oh. And then they could do some balloon animal shit with your intestines. Absolutely, yeah. Now, but what I feel, <laughs> uh, what I feel that uh, we um we 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 could also draw from this is that like. The, the the those those spring coil snakes popping out of things very very good but we haven't really explored putting it them anywhere else other in the, than in those little containers yeah peanut brittle and i think there is a reno, a revolution to be made in putting them into almost any household appliance That's you true. can and finding you, bigger ones and smaller ones what about this with cuz you know apple the iPhones, the new, newest iPhones have got that thing where they can do a 3D scan of something, get yeah. its color, get its shape, get its size. What I want is to be able to do that 3D scan of any object, right? Then I send that off, uh, any object in my house. I, I email that data away, and then in the mail comes in a box an exact replica of that thing, but filled with snakes. And then I can mm. replace any item. Uh, in my household with a thing full of snakes, and then as soon as one of my loved ones touches it or interacts with it in any way, all the snakes leap out. And uh, I think 
that will lead to good good things for um, humanity in some way. This can only be a positive um, breakthrough. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. I do agree. I do agree. Yeah, yeah. It's it's essentially like that cake thing from this year What's where everything cake? Oh, was that a anything cake. could be cake. Anything yeah. could be cake, right? But anything could be snake. Everybody, everything could be filled with snakes. Yep. Also, did anybody do a variation on that anything could be cake thing, where they film all these different cakes and they cut them open and they're other things or or like. <laughs> Filled with knives or something? Filled with knives is very funny. I think a knife that is a cake is also very funny. Mm. Um, (gasps) Wait, first you cut... This is what it should be. You cut through something and you realize that that thing is a a knife. And then you take your knife and you break it in half and you show (laughs) that it's a cake. (laughs) And you eat it. Yeah. (laughs) You crunch it up in your mouth. And then your teeth fall apart because your teeth are a softer type of cake. Oh, softer um, cake. Can we? Can my my can my snake scan thing be a, a sketch idea? Yep, it's a product Great. idea. But it... I think also the there I want to I want to do another layer on this um, surgery with your body full of things. Well, the therapy, angle. the Is comedy it... therapy fix. Yeah, um, but but no, well, but I was thinking. Say you do know that you have to go in for surgery, right? Yep. For whatever reason. Um, and you... Uh, so you know you have to go in for surgery, but you want to pull a trank- prank on the doctors. I think it would be good to go in for a pre-surgery and get some weird stuff put in you, in your body. Right? Because those guys, those doctors, those surgeons, they work incredibly hard. Mm. Um, as brave men and women. It's a very serious job. And when was the last time somebody gave back? And like it, a pass the parcel, you go yeah. in for surgery and on every layer of your epidermis and your, you know, your whatever intestinal walls and that sort of thing, you've left a little treat. So as they go down, there's more exciting little things for them to find along wow. the way. Yeah, that's really nice. For them, yeah. So and wait, well, so how do you do this? You have to have a pre-surgery surgery, pre-surgery, and get that stuff put in, right? But yeah. those surgeons, and then I they guess don't wait for anything. it to heal up. Those, surg- <laughs> no, those surgeons well, don't get anything. That's there. the tragedy of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Could you could you get them like a DVD of some Charlie Chaplin <laughs> yeah, sketches? Yeah, you get them like a DVD. Maybe. Oh, I mean, what has any has any doctor ever done this? Right. <laughs> so there's there's two. Um, uh, two doctors, and they're in a relationship. Two surgeons, they're in a relationship, okay? But they're not married or engaged. Okay. One of the doctors, their patient comes along. One of the doctors approaches that patient and says, look, I want to propose to my beloved. And they do a surgery to put the ring inside your chest cavity. Mm -hmm. Sew you up, let you heal. And then when the other doctor comes along to perform the surgery, open them up, the ring's there. And then their beloved doctor looks up at them across the open chest of the <laughs> of the of the thing, uh, and and says, "Will you?" And the other one says, "I think my heart just stopped." And they're talking about your heart because you've died on the operating table. Yeah, but, or they can say, "I th- will you 
go to the medical malpractice board for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I do um, think you will go to the medical ma- <laughs> malpractice board for this. Uh, yeah, what do you reckon? It's I think it's beautiful. Pre-surgery they also, What surgery I didn't tell you is proposal. they're also doing this at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, surgery at the top. <laughs> I mean... There's probably less pollution up there. Do you think more or less pollution up there? I don't know. Over the middle of Paris. <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's in more, the middle of Paris. More or le- you mean less than a, in a sterile hospital ward? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, right. I guess maybe, I mean, less than, say, if they were doing it outside of an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Or maybe on a, yeah. on a Venetian gondola. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, I'm sure. not saying that, that we shouldn't have surgery in surgical more, gondolas less, less, you know like in sort of surgery ah <laughs> uh, the surgical gondola yeah when the doctor cuts you in he gets out your heart <laughs> <laughs> that's a transplant uh, it's yeah. not though it's only halfway there um uh, great. But you know, like people great. who are always like, I don't want to be in sort of sterile hospital, just an empty. I don't want. To, I don't want to be in there. Well, well, fresh air is good for you. Fresh air is good for you, right? Yeah. Seeing new things, that's good, good for, for you. you. Um. Uh, culture. I'm writing down surgical gondola just because I think <laughs> that that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think that's a, you know it's a it's a that's a, a a nugget there that you can use at any point. I wonder what it would be like, you know how there's there's those Iron Man. What are those things? No, it's not. That's not Iron Man. That's nothing to do with Iron Man. But there were guys who were doing ironing while skydiving. Is that a oh, thing? Was it make the news a while ago? There were guys who were like jumping out of planes and then ironing on an ironing board uh, while skydiving. I, I, I imagine that there's probably something like that. I just feel I feel uncomfortable about having an iron going at terminal velocity towards yeah. the earth. But well, I got a feeling that it wasn't plugged in. <laughs> I don't think it was. Well, yeah, yeah. I think if you get if you get hit by an iron as it falls from a plane, you'd be like, "Thank God it wasn't on." <laughs> I'm only. I'm only grateful. I'm only that it hadn't bludgeoned. Terminal velocity, sure, but it hadn't reached terminal temperature. Oh, is there terminal um, temperature, do you think? Is there a terminal temperature? Is there a maximum temperature? Is there a, a hotness that things can have after which they can no longer become hot? Is that what you're is that what you're is yeah. that what you're asking me? Yeah. Maximum hot? Maximum hot. I don't know. There's absolute zero, but is there absolute Absolute infinity. But maximum hot is a great compliment to give your wife. Yes. <laughs> so everybody everybody store that away. You know. You can have that. That's a freebie from that's part of our gift pack of um compliments. <laughs> Free compliments that we do give out. Complimentary compliments. Use. Yeah, absolutely. Um these compliments are complimentary. And that will work on a man and on a woman. But you know, if, especially if they're trying on something new. And you mm. just go, I think you've never, you are 
maximum hot at the moment. And they're gonna. Oh, yeah, you can't say you've never looked this good. You were gonna say that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I was gonna say you're never gonna contained. look this good. <laughs> you're never gonna look this good again. Um, no, because I think the great thing about maximum hot is that you can reach it once again. Yes, it doesn't mean true. it doesn't mean that you can't attain it again. It just means you can't you're get right. any hotter than this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if they've looked into this. There must be some fundamental constraints in the nature of matter where if you give something enough energy, it ceases to be matter, Yeah, I would think. Yeah. But I can't be sure. And also, I mean, maybe not because a single subatomic particle, right? Yeah. Like an electron or something. You can, you could, because because what is thermal energy? That's just jiggling around, right? Just a bit so of that jiggling. would be just that thing jiggling. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't see that there being a ter- like if that's in isolation. If that electron is isolated somewhere in the universe, mm. and you just keep making it jiggle more and more and more and more, I don't see there being any um, any reason it can't just keep getting more and more jiggly. Well, there is a limit. It would only by... be if it was surrounded by other stuff and it was crashing together and causing damage to itself. But I think um, there's a limit to the amount of energy, usable energy left in the universe. Maybe that's maximum hot. You know, and if so. If we took all the energy in the universe and gave it to one electron, that would be maximum hot. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I think so. But that's more like yeah. a practical maximum rather than a theoretical maximum, isn't it? Well, because I absolute mean, zero. I think in the absence of a theoretical maximum, a practical maximum is is quite suitable. No, it's, it's, I consider it to be inadequate. <laughs> well, let's just say one of us has an answer while the other one <laughs> is left floundering like the fish, but not in water. Ah, yeah, you're right. Because a flounder in water does fine. They're actually doing really so, well. <laughs> so you could see someone in the water, mm. right, and say, "Oh, he's he's floundering." Yeah. But what you actually mean is that he's swimming like a creature that's highly evolved for that environment, with two eyes on the same side of its head for some reason, and a pale underbelly. Is that right? Is that what you? Uh, yeah. Is that what you'd but mean on, if you? But said on that? land. But on land. Oh wait. But on oh, land. Or, or no, are you he's saying, in the water. Oh wait, like is he swimming context, really the, well? Is yeah, he excelling? The, the term okay. floundering is context dependent. It has one meaning if you apply it on land. It means it's he's like a fish out of water. But if you see yeah, you somebody could, in the water and they're floundering, it means that they are optimized for that uh, scenario. They're yeah, that's right. Great. So you could see, you could be watching the Olympic gold medal, you know, 400 meter freestyle and watch mm. Ian Thorpe versus uh, Vagen, Vagen, Van, Vanden Hoogenband. <laughs> Peter Vanden Hoogenband, yeah. Peter sure. Vanden Hoogenband. And, <laughs> um, and you could watch those two men flounder. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> um. Now is that. Even Look, gonna, the of anything. I the don't know. Correct what it is. use of. What, I mean, what else could you say? 
they're like a they're like a fish in water. Uh, you could say there. Peter um, Van in Hoogen Band. <laughs> so much fun to say. It oh, it's it's the world has only got um a, a little darker since he stopped being regularly mentioned in the news. Uh, Alexander Popov. He was yeah. also uh, a bit fun, a bit fun, but Van den Hoogen Band is just an absolute joy for the mouth. Van den Hoogen Just Band. a yeah, little bit, a bit of mouth joy. Who was the um, the Indonesian leader? Cecilio um, Cecilo Bang, Bang Bang Yudiono? Cecilio Bang Bang Yudiono. Yeah, Cecil- that's good too. Oh, I mean, it's a pleasure for the mouth. Um, Wait. Do we need to can we, do we need to pause for a second? Uh no, I think we're all good. Yeah? Okay. All right. Well, um let's should I just go to uh, three words from a listener? Oh, we were supposed to do a meeting. <laughs> yeah. So, we fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to be in a different meeting right now. Yeah. Okay, so let's just pause and then go do that. No, we can't pause, Alistair. It'll stop yeah, up can. our recordings and everything. It's fine. Tom said it's okay. So oh. we'll just keep going. Well, let's just do the last thing and then... Yep. All right. So we got three words. Oh, my God. We, <laughs> we, we're we recording this radio show that we're going to be doing tomorrow and uh, the stress is starting to rise. Um, <laughs> all right. We got three words from a listener. Uh, Andy, I don't know if you know about this, but we got listeners and... Mm. Uh, and they love weird interruptions in the show. That oh. They don't understand what's happening, but we, yeah. but we, we but are obviously hear. uncomfortable. <laughs> we're obviously starting to get quite stressed and we're ruining our lives by doing the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. that's it. Um, and so this, this week's listener who's suggesting three words is Dominic Stevenson. Mm, hey, Dom. Hey Dom. Nick, hey Steve. Stevenson. <laughs> Steve O. Um, and I don't think we've done these words, so that's great. And um, do you want to try to guess what the three words are, Andy? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, hemp. 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 No, no. May. Hem. Hem. No, not hem. No, not hem. Huh? Not hemp. Not hen. It's made. Second word made. is. Of, yes, Andy, that's the first real proper <laughs> guess that you did. Yes, made of. Andy, you did it. Yeah, I, I'm fairly good. I'm fairly good. Made every of. other time you've done it, it's been a it's been a trick. I think. <laughs> made of snakes. Snakes, Andy, yeah. the per. Dominic Stevenson is not does not have foresight. They not Yeah. Do you think when we had mentioned made of snakes, some stuff being made of snakes, I wouldn't have been like, "What? What? These are the words." You're right. So, I want you to have another go because you're just <laughs> Okay, bricks. <laughs> made of bricks. No, Andy, Milo. Made of Milo. Of course. I feel like maybe we have talked about this on the podcast before, you know, Alistair. Oh no! <laughs> well, congratulations, that's, that, Dominic. That's okay. Um, what is it, Milo? Is 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 is, is malt an element of Milo, or is that an unrelated thing? I have no idea what the flavor of malt is. 
I don't know either, but a malted milk feels like a big deal in the US, right? Is mm. it kind of like a bit of a caramel? Like a, a chocolatey caramel, maybe, is malt? I don't think so, because I think it's like a wheat or something. What Just about a like, Malteser? A lot Malteser, of beers maybe that are like Maltesers all... have got malt in them. Yeah, I think they got malt. Um, there's beers that are all malt beers. Oh, right. But a, so then a malted milk is a, like a wheaty, a wheaty milk. Um, That's, I mean, in- incredible. This is, yeah. I mean, it, all the pieces were there in front of me the whole time, and I'm only just beginning to piece them, you know, to put to put them all together. So this is, you know, uh, ev- you know, everything's crystallizing in my mind right now. But all the malts are just one malt. The so Maltese Falcon. Maltese Falcon. Malta. Yeah. Malta. <laughs> Well, malt is is a germinated cereal grain that has been dried in a process known as malting. Right. Wait. I wonder if it's a little bit sweet. The you grain know, like, like, is made to germinate by soaking in water and then is halted from germinating further by drying with hot air. Does this sound like activating? You know when they activate almonds? Yeah. You got to halt the malt. You got to halt to malt. Um, Wait. Malt, wait, this, this is malt. really interesting. Malted grain is used to make beer, whiskey, malted milk, malt vinegar, confections such as Maltesers and Whoppers. Whoppers. Oh, right. Okay, Whoppers are malted milk balls covered in... Okay, I thought it meant the the, the burger. <laughs> and so I, I thought it was crazy both that there was malt in a burger and that it was considered a confection. Yeah. I mean, already it feels like there's malt in a lot of things and we... We haven't really, you know, taken it. Ovaltine. We haven't Ovaltine is malt, I think, as it. well. Like, I think we could, um, you know, you could, you could imagine introducing malt, popularizing malt a little bit more, and yeah. having it just there in your in your cupboard alongside everything else, alongside you think, your flour and your oh, sugar. And what your about salt this? And your malt. This? Salt, pepper, malt. Yeah. <laughs> It's time for the third, the third ingredient, you know, the, the third, third seasoning. The third seasoning is malt. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know, know, I can see this being something. Yeah, um, get malt, you get get malt grinders, or you know, maybe you need something different. You know, you need something to give it its own edge. Um, like it's a malt like a, like a different way to to dispense it that isn't a grinder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe well, in what the shape about- of maybe in the shape of a gun. Uh, and it's something that you <laughs> shoot. You shoot into your b- b- bowls, bowl of soup and and smoothies and stuff. I was thinking like maybe it's I don't, I don't know what form you'd get it in, but like it's yeah. it's crystallized into like a huge sort of log shape, and it hangs in the middle of the table. Yeah, and then ever you know you put your plate under it, and then you bash it with a, like a long a malt stick, and okay, yeah. some of the some chunks of malt so fall down onto the plate. And you can, Crystallized malt? Is that what it is? Just um, break off some of the crystallized... I mean, oh, if you could have like a big... One of those like ice climbing picks. Yeah. And you just chip some off or like a or like a diamond hammer and, you know, you're looking mm. for the... You're looking for that diamond cleavage and you got one of those little eye things over your eye. <laughs> and and then you, you chip away at it with a big wooden mallet and a... Exactly. Um, I mean, there's so many options. What I, would um, it taste like? It tastes like malt. I really it... like salt, right? I really like salt, but uh, 
and I like putting it on things. Yeah. I would put it on everything if I could, but I'm also aware that there's a bit of a stigma, a bit of a salty stigma. Yeah. Um, because of what it does to your heart and it not being totally great. So I always feel a little bit guilty when I get the, use salt. Yeah. And wasn't a, you know, my mum never let us have salt growing up. So whenever she's over and I have to go and get the salt grinder, it feels like a shameful act to put a bit of salt sure. on my uh, on my food. And it would be great if there was a way for me to put salt onto things um, where, you know, but secretly. Right? Like in The Great Escape. You know how they, how they, how they get rid of all that dirt by having <laughs> yeah, compartments in their pants? Yeah, shake it out of the bottom of my... That's it. But with my sleeves, right? Yeah, Like if I sleeves. could have a little salt pocket up in my sleeve and then I yeah. just reach out as if to reach for something else over the table and then maybe there's a little electric grinder in there and it just goes... Yeah, you can't, a grind. Bit of salt. you can't have any grinding going on. It's going to alert the authorities. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, look, maybe you can... But I mean, maybe the the grinder bit has to be up around over, you know, behind your back, right? And so then, yeah, right. And it can and be insulated it, somehow. And then there's yeah, a, it gets well, it's just blowing like, down know, a pipe. Yeah, the sound is blocked by the rest of your body. Because because also I do I do like to have those chunkier salt crystals and then grind them, and you know just a little bit of pre ground iodized saxa salt or something like that just isn't the same that that table salt. I do need the the you know those big grinding flakes so yeah i do need it to be freshly ground i can taste the difference yeah you can it was salt you can yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah it's called the mama don't know salt sleeve <laughs> mama don't know <laughs> yeah the mama don't know salt sleeve maybe it's an entire false arm you have one oh, of your arms. third arm <laughs> yeah uh, down under your you know inside your jacket down under. grinding <laughs> Right, and then you have the false arm mm. up there, sort of, and you sort of use your shoulder, sort of, ang- to angle it over the uh, <laughs> over your over your plate, and then you under your jacket, you're grinding. Yeah, you're gr- you the, can have all sorts of grinding things, things that you're not yeah. allowed to have: MSG, salt, mm. um, glasses of Pepsi Cola, sugar in your tea, sugar in your tea. Um, mm. um, Heroin. You've got a whole uh, <laughs> condiment tray down there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're not allowed to have like any kind of, you know, like you're not supposed to have um, pain medication that was <laughs> that was given to your wife for her to recover from her, her, C-section. her C-section scar. You're not supposed to have that, even though it's just hanging out in the house. And, yeah, and so and you're grinding feel, that up and the mama don't know salt sleeve. The mama don't know salt sleeve. <laughs> grinding up those tablets. And then, I and mean, then each one of the fingers, it could come out of the fingers as well. Because now it's not your real a, hand. This would be a like I'm amazed I haven't seen this in some sort of dystopian comedy future movie, but where yeah. they do just have alongside the salt and pepper a Valium grinder, and everybody's mm. just grinding some onto their. It's not bad. Onto their, it's not bad. Onto their Andy, cereal. Of course, that third that third shaker is used up by malt. You'll find so. Yeah, so there'll have to be a fourth. Um, I did see um, somebody. Yeah, I was. I did see somebody at some point post that they were like. You know, like Valium is the cocaine of today. Like, you know how like they they said that that Freud would die give people cocaine for whatever their ailments yeah, really? were, and you kind of wow. go like, oh yeah, I guess 
if you just start taking one of those things recreationally, <laughs> then mm. you know later on, then of course it's going to look like the thing that they were giving before was bad in some way. I mean, but it's, I think drugs are drugs, yeah, when, right? It's when like, cocaine came along and they had it, and they were like, "Oh, it's a medicine that makes you feel good." And what is being sick? It's feeling bad. We'll be able to give this to people for anything. Yeah. Would have felt, would have felt really anything. exciting. What a moment. Well, that's what the salt sleeve's going to be. It's going to be medicine for everybody. For people just to, you know, to get to have that little something. First of all, you got you got you have a secret. That's a that already makes you feel good. If it's mm. a, like not a secret that like ruins your life or whatever, which this can if you have too much salt. But um but it's also nice. You know, you know something that they don't know. And mama don't know. Um, uh, the name really got that got me across the line there. I just want to keep saying it. But Alistair, I think we should go through the sketches that we come up with today. All right. Well, Andy, there are a bunch of doozies, so we're lucky. We're lucky today. Also, thank you, Dominic Stevenson, for that sketch idea that we may have used before. But if we haven't, great. But if we have, great. Even greater. Um. Andy, the sketch ideas today are the the symbologist. It's a it's a ah, Dan Brown reimagining. <laughs> yeah, the symbologist, symbologist, and uh, but I mean, I think the creative challenge of rewriting the thing and making it work. Same mm. same problems that he's encountering, but he has to solve it with his knowledge of symbols. Should I change his name to Robert Clangdon? I don't think so. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Andy, that's that's yeah. too much work. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have. I've got a novel to rewrite. I can't you've be changing got a all lot, the names. You've got a lot to rewrite to make this work. So, um, reason. Okay, this is the other one. reason for changing light bulbs. People put it in there, and I haven't written what it is, but the last word should be butts. And mm, oh, crucial word. Yeah, and no one would be able to reconstruct the sketch based on what you put there. Why did they ban incandescent bulbs? Because they knew that butt bulbing that that was a dangerous act, and that some of us, the only way that we can be saved from ourselves, is by having the temptation taken away, or it made so risky that to perform the act would most likely give you a terrible long. And disastrous butt death. death. Uh, then we've got breaking joke or breaking sketch. And this is when the news is un- interrupted because a new great joke just came out. And uh, we got to put all the news aside. And this is a, this is a reimagining of the world where they, where they give comedy the respect it probably doesn't deserve. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then we've got... Comedy therapy fix. Now, this is another thing where they've realized that maybe we can fix depression and trauma using, you know, a really high dose of comedy. I think after this person has put through these things, uh, you could just have a a sort of a, you know, after numerous people put through these things, you could have a thing that said, it was later discovered that this therapy was not beneficial at all. Um, (laughs) But the journey was fun. Mm. And that includes, you know, sort of cutting people open and having a bunch of snakes and springed vinyls come out. Then we've got... And it's good to clarify that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
then we've got snake scan. Fill, uh, you, you can scan any object with your phone and then send it off and a company will remake that object but filled with vinyl spring snakes. I'd like and them to announce this. I'd like this to be a, a, a thing that Apple does themselves. I'd like them to yeah. announce it at their next big Apple keynote speech. For a while, they were doing a thing where they would print books, like it was an you know, official Apple product. They would print books of your photographs, and then they span that off into a separate subcompany. But I feel like this has got a similar kind of philosophy to it. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know they were doing that. Um, then we got pre-surgery surgery proposal. Mm. Right? This is, or, you know. Put the ring I, in you. I put the ring in you. And uh, it's a doctor proposing to another doctor. And then, you know. Putting then put being put in jail for a long time. Um, then we got the surgical gondola. Just a great idea. Just visually, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's nice. It's just I think you know somebody who doesn't want to be in the stair in that yucky sterile environment. Mm. People talk about a hospital sterile environment like it's a bad thing, but actually it's a pretty good thing. And the other thing is that it's actually not sterile. You'll find there's lots of superbugs there. So it's something for everyone. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. There's no reason to complain. Yeah. And, but then, the niceness of the surgical gondola, the loveliness of the experience. Medical loveliness. The, well, no, no. The ambient loveliness will be, uh, will be in shock uh, contrast to the, uh, the non-good reality of it God, Al. <laughs> <laughs> you like my talking you like yeah, my talking I love, it. I love the way you talk correct use of flounder um, because the flounder actually does really well underwater right. and we got the mama don't know salt sleeve mm. which is uh, Happy you know, with obviously, that. yeah which is obviously the, maybe the highlight it was a long journey to get to the to, the, to that <laughs> this Mama don't know. It sounds like a episode title. Mm, mama don't know. What mama don't know don't hurt her. What mama don't know don't hurt. What mama, mama don't know <laughs> don't hurt nobody. Mama don't know don't hurt don't hurt. Ah, no, just don't, like don't just a bunch of devices. Oh, don't the device. Don't the device. Just a device. Just a device. Just a device for hiding things from your mom. Didn't realize you were going into a song. Thank you for listening. But I think there's a whole range of products in hiding things from your parents or your mom. I think I could get uh, my nasal cavity drilled out and get a small remote control salt grinder installed Mm. in there. And then I can salt it once it's in the mouth. Oh. Salt it in the mouth. We'll get rid of that top palate and just have a grinder there. Exactly. Fill up those sinuses with with salt and pepper grinders. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess there's no shame around pepper. No, no shame around I think, having pepper. I think installing it into your nasal cavity could have some uh, unintended consequences. I know, but isn't that funny? There's no shame around pepper. Yeah. You can put as much pepper as you want and no one will On look anything. down their nose at you. If anything, their um, nose will be turned up from from all the pepper in the air, mm. um, making them recoil and then forward again as they sneeze. Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Stupid Old Andy, and I'm at Alistair TB. And you can find find, find us at Two and Tank, both on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at A Trombley Birchall on Instagram, but right now it's just mostly photos of my family. So 
Um, that's good stuff. If, yeah, it's, it's good. Really good. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, that is available. Uh, just Google Patreon to another thing. And if you don't love yourself, well, you should because goddamn, you are great. And you we are maximum great. And we you. <laughs> love you. See, uh, we got to go to our meeting that we missed. Bye. For real life money. See ya. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.